now welcome to This Time in History with the podcast guy, Matt King. All right. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Matthew, and I'm here with Stephen. Say hello. Hello. We're starting this podcast, and uh, we hope you guys like it, and we hope that you listen. Um, if you like this one, uh, we're going to be covering a lot of future history topics, some gory, some not, some interesting, some sex. How does that oh, sound? Yes. This should be good. So we're doing this in the second week of December, and um, here's some interesting facts for you to know. In 1840, uh, Queen Victoria married Prince Albert. 1904, this week, Russia and Japan declared war on each other. Silly <laughs> bastards. 1942, the war halts civilian car production at Ford. Hell, I didn't even know they were making cars back then. Well, yes, they make cards back in that era. <laughs> in 1960, you ever heard of a man named uh, Adolf uh, Coors? It's named after your favorite beer. Yeah, like... Anyway, the beer brewer, he's kidnapped in a place called Golden, Colorado. 1951, what? Joe DiMaggio announces his retirement from baseball. And in 1995, Willie Brown beats the incumbent mayor, Frank Jordan, to become the first African-American mayor of San Francisco. Hey, why not? Go, buddy. That's right. So today we're going to be covering the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. As I said uh, a minute ago, we're going to be covering a bunch of different topics, random, and maybe if we put up a post or something you guys can help us vote on what we should cover you know anything from uh the paul bernardo trial huh the oj simpson trial you know the rise and fall of wcw the 2004 presidential election yeah there's a lot of topics the jfk assassination right? weren't you alive for that <laughs> <laughs> anyway Let's get on with it. Uh, I may have been alive for that, <laughs> actually. So the Sandy Hook uh, Elementary School shooting took place on December 14th, 2012 in Newton, Connecticut. Uh, the shooter's name was a, man, was a kid named Adam Lanza. He was born April 22nd, 1992. And it's quoted as saying that this incident is the deadliest mass shooting of an elementary school in U.S. history and the fourth deadliest mass shooting overall. Yeah, that's that was a sad day for them people, man. Yep. Uh, the weapons in this crime, it looks like it's a Bushmaster XM15E2S rifle. What's that? It's a rifle. Uh, come on, you're the gun but guy. Well, I'm not the gun guy, but I know a few guns. But yeah, that one I don't, I'm not sure. Like, like he was a kid. There was also a Glock 20 SF handgun. Yeah. What's that like? It's just a handgun. And the other gun was a 22 LR Savage Mark 11 bolt action rifle. Yeah, the bolt action. Any kickback on these guns? I'm not sure. The rifle they make, like, depends on the size of it, eh? Okay. But but it wouldn't have been bad, I don't think, to get back on them. Unfortunately, the death count is uh, 20 students, 6 teachers, the shooter, and the shooter's mother. Yeah. It's uh, reported as saying that Lanza apparently suffered from Asperger's Syndrome, and as a teen he suffered from depression, anxiety, and OCD. That still doesn't explain why you go into a school and kill all the children. I don't understand. And according to a report, it stated that, quote, his severe and deteriorating internalized mental health problems combined with an atypical preoccupation for violence and access to deadly weapons proved a recipe for mass murder. Yeah, that was, that was sad. Okay, so let's go over the timeline. According to the report, it says as of November 30th, 2012, 456 children were enrolled in kindergarten through fourth grade at Sandy Hook Elementary School. The school's security protocols had recently been upgraded, requiring visitors to be individually admitted after visual and identification review by video monitor. Doors to the school were locked at 9.30 a.m. each day after morning arrivals. Newton is in Fairfield County, 
uh, Connecticut, about 60 miles or 100 kilometers from New York City. Violent crime had been rare in the town of 28,000 residents, and there was only one homicide in the town in the 10 years before the school shooting. Wow. Like, that's, that's incredible. Like, all them, you know, like... Quiet, small towns. Yeah, but you just never know. You don't know who your neighbors are. Under Connecticut law at the time, the 20-year-old Lanza was old enough to carry a long gun, such as a rifle or shotgun, but too young to own or carry handguns. The guns he had used had been legally purchased by his mother. Now, what the hell is that? Yeah, you, like... You can, you're can you old enough to carry a long gun, like a but, rifle or yeah, shotgun, but you're But too, you can't have a, a handgun. handgun? What's the like, fucking what difference? The... What's the fucking difference? I, I don't know, like, that's, uh, that, I've never heard tell of a law like that, like, who the fuck does that? So, according to the report, he first killed his mother. So did he, he must have killed her at home, obviously. Well, it says here in the report, sometime before 9.30 a.m. on Friday, December 14th, 2012, Lanza shot and killed his mother, Nancy Lanza, age 52, with the, the savage rifle that I, that I mentioned, at their Newton home. Investigators later found her body clad in pajamas in her bed with four gunshot wounds to her head. Wow, I don't think he liked her very much. I'd say not. Wow. Uh, Lanza then drove to Sandy Hook Elementary School in his mother's car. Because I got, had heard that she also used to work at the school, his mother. But I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. Well, I think we'll get to it later in this report. So we'll see. Uh, shortly after 9.30 a.m., armed with his mother's Bushmaster rifle yeah. and 10 magazines of 30 rounds each. Now, you're the gun guy. What's a fucking... I, I don't magazine. know shit about guns. It's just like... Just like I don't know shit about cars, I don't know shit about guns. So explain for, for our listeners what a magazine is. and It's it's what holds your bullets, and it snaps into your gun, and that way you can pop. Like, pop, 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 and what, because and, you keep going. Like, so then when the magazine is empty, then you have to you reload? Snap, yeah, you just snap another magazine into it. And how, how long does that process take? Well, nothing to change the magazine. It's just shooting takes a while. Does the gun... Take, you know, to go through 30 so, bullets. So if you're on the last bullet of that magazine and and you try to pop up and it won't go, does it jam and then you have to... Because I think, as we'll see in this report, the gun continues to jam on him, causing him not to be able to fire as many, many bullets as he wanted because, to. Yeah, there must have been a malfunction because, I mean, he should have been able... But I don't know how fast you can pop them out like maybe he was hitting the trigger too much like that's po- it's it's I'm possible not sure like about that part of it but i know the magazine is what holds it and just snap it into the gun and and you've got your ammunition so it says here that lanza shot his way through a glass panel next to the locked front entrance doors of the school he was wearing black clothing yellow earplugs sunglasses and an olive green utility vest there were initial reports that that uh, he was wearing body armor, but they were incorrect, apparently. It might have looked like it at first or something. Like. It's possible. Some of those present heard the initial gunshots on the school intercom system, which is was being used for the morning announcements. That's when Principal Don, I'm going to butcher this name, Hotch Sprung, and school psychologist Mary Sherlock... Uh, were meeting with other faculty members when they heard but did not recognize gunshots. Hotchsprung, Sherlock, and lead teacher Natalie Hammond went into the hall to determine the source of the sounds and encountered Lanza. A faculty member who was at the meeting said that the three women called out, Shooter! Stay put! Which alerted their colleagues to the danger and saved their lives. An aide heard gunshots and a teacher that was hiding in a math lab heard school janitor Rick Thorne yell, Put the gun down! Lanza killed both Hotchsprung and Sherlock. Hammond was first hit in the leg and then sustained another gunshot wound, but it doesn't say where. where? Oh. Uh, she laid in the hallway and then, not hearing any more noise, crawled back into the conference room and pressed her body up against the door to keep it closed. She was later treated at Danbury Hospital. 
I think she was one of the ones who survived. Okay. A nine-year-old boy stated that he heard the shooter say, Put your hands up, and someone else say, Don't shoot. He also heard many people yelling and many gunshots over the intercom. While he, his classmates, and his teacher took refuge in the closet in the gymnasium. Diane Day, the school therapist who had been uh, at the faculty meeting with Hotchsprung, heard screaming, followed by more gunshots. A second teacher, who was a substitute kindergarten teacher, was wounded in the attack while she was uh, closing a door further down the hallway. And she was hit in the foot with a bullet that ricocheted. Lanza never entered her classroom. Oh, so it wasn't he didn't go after her. There was a map of the school, and it looks like he only entered, I think it's four or five rooms, and it's all in one little cluster. Yeah. The rest of the school was untouched yeah, by him. Right. So, I mean, there's that. After killing Hotchsprung and Sherlock, Lanza entered the main office, but apparently did not see people hiding there and returned to the hallway. School nurse Sally Cox, Fuck. 60, hid under a desk in her office. She later described seeing the door opening and Lanza's boots and legs facing her desk from approximately 20 feet away. He remained standing there for a few seconds before turning around and leaving. She and the school secretary, Barbara Halstead, called 911 and hid in a first aid supply closet for as long as four hours. Janitor Rick Thorne ran through the hallways alerting classrooms. Lanza then entered a first grade classroom where Lauren Rousseau, uh, she was a substitute teacher, uh, she had herded her first grade students to the back of the room and was trying to hide them in a bathroom when Lanza forced his way into the classroom. Rousseau, Rachel Davino, who was a a behavioral therapist who had been employed only for one week at the school to work with a special needs student, and 15 students in Rousseau's class were all killed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, why just... And so young, like, you know, like, there's... Like, why would he... I don't understand. That makes no sense. Fourteen of the children were dead at the scene. One injured child was taken to the hospital for treatment, but was later declared dead. Most of the teachers and students were found crowded together in a bathroom a six-year-old girl the sole survivor was found by police in the classroom following the shooting she hid in a corner of the classroom's bathroom during the shooting her family's pastor said she survived by playing dead when she reached her mother she said mommy i'm okay but all my friends are dead sweet jesus six years old like all them little kids, like that's that makes no fucking sense to me at all. Heinous. Who in their mind, like I couldn't, I couldn't phantom even thinking up to do something to shoot somebody. Like, I mean, as mad as I could get, I don't, I couldn't pull the trigger on somebody. No, you don't kill people. It's completely heinous. The child described the shooter as a very angry man. A girl hiding in the bathroom with two teachers told police that she heard a boy in the classroom screaming, Help me! I don't want to be here! To which Lanza responded, Well, you're here! Followed by hammering sound. Lanza next went to another first grade classroom nearby. At this point, there are conflicting reports about the order of the events. Okay. According to some reports, the classroom's teacher, Victoria Leigh Soto had concealed some of the students in a closet or bathroom, and some of the other students were hiding under desks. Soto was walking back to the classroom door to lock it when suddenly Lanza entered the classroom. Lanza walked to the back of the classroom, saw the children under the desks, and shot them. First grader Jesse Lewis shouted at his classmates to run for safety, and several of them did. Lewis was looking at Lanza when Lanza fatally shot him. Another account given by a surviving child's father said that Soto had moved the children to the back of the classroom and that they were seated on the floor when Lanza entered. According to this account, neither Lanza nor any of the occupants of the classroom spoke. Lanza stared at the people on the floor, pointed the gun at a boy seated there, but did not fire. The boy ran out of the classroom. So there's a little confusion, there's different reports... Well, there's going to be, because, I mean, like, these are kids, like, 
Yeah. And I mean, what a fright to have to go through and, and then have to talk to the people and, and try to, like, who the hell wants to remember any of that? So a report out of Hartford said that six of the children who escaped did so when Lanza stopped shooting, either because his we- weapon jammed, like we talked yeah. about, or he erred in reloading it. So there you go. It was right there. He erred in reloading it. Earlier reports said that as Lanza entered the classroom, Soto told him that the children were in the auditorium. When several of the children came out of their hiding places and tried to run for safety, Lanza fatally shot them. Soto put herself between the students and the shooter, who then fatally shot her. Anne-Marie Murphy, the special education teacher who worked with special needs students in Soto's class, was found covering six-year-old Dylan Hockley, who also died. Soto and four children were found dead in the classroom. Soto near the north wall of the room with a set of keys nearby. One child was taken to the hospital but was pronounced dead. Six surviving children from that class and a school bus driver took refuge at a nearby home. According to the official report released by the state's attorney, nine children ran from Soto's classroom and police found two hiding in a class bathroom. Five of Soto's students were killed. So again, there's conflicting reports, but I mean, it still adds up to 20 kids and six teachers. Regardless, like, and they weren't, like, I was thinking in the beginning, like, that they were older children, like high school, whatever. No. But this is like, this is... These are all young kids. Yeah, this is... Like, very young. These are babies. Babies. You're right. First grade teacher, Caitlin Rogue, Rogue, I don't know, I I think I'm mispronouncing that. 20, she was 29... Uh, hid 14 students in a bathroom and barricaded the door, telling them to be completely quiet and remain safe. It is believed that Lanza bypassed her classroom, which was the first classroom on the left side of the hallway, probably because following lockdown drills early uh, in the weeks earlier, Rogue had failed to remove a piece of black construction paper covering the small window of her classroom door. Lanza may have assumed that Rogue's classroom was empty because the door was closed and the window was covered. School library staff Yvonne Chech and Marianne Jacob first hid 18 children in a part of the library the school used for lockdowns and practice drills. Discovering that one door would not lock, they had the children crawl into a storage space where Chech barricaded the door with a filing cabinet. Music teacher Mary Rose Christopic, 50, barricaded her fourth graders in a tiny supply closet during the rampage. Lanza arrived moments later, pounding on the door, yelling, Let me in! while the students in Christopic's class quietly hid. Two third grade students, chosen as classroom helpers, were walking down the hallway to the office to deliver the morning attendance sheet when the shooting started and teacher Abby Clements pulled them both the children in her classroom where they hid. Lori Feinstead, a reading specialist in the school, gathered two students from outside her classroom and hid with them under desks after they heard gunshots. Feinstead called the school office and tried to call 911, but couldn't connect because of the lack of reception on her cell phone. She hid with the children for approximately 40 minutes, at which point law enforcement came to lead them out of the room. Now, uh, as far as the shooter himself, the police heard the final shot at 9.40 and 3 seconds a.m. They believe it was Lanza shooting himself in the lower rear portion of his head with the Glock 20 uh, 20 in in classroom 10. Lanza's body was found wearing a pale green pocket vest over a black polo shirt over a black t-shirt, black sneakers, black fingerless gloves, black socks, and a black canvas belt. Other objects found in the vicinity of Lanza included a black boonie hat, thin framed glasses. The Glock was found apparently jammed near Lanza, and the rifle was found several feet away from him. A 9mm Sig Sawyer P226, which was not fired during the incident, was found on Lanza's person. Do you know that gun? No. Is that a small gun, must handgun? It must be a smaller handgun. Okay. And that's why it was found on him. I guess he couldn't do much. I don't know. Maybe that was just there just in case. In, case, like... in the immediate aftermath 
Authorities determined that Lanza reloaded frequently during the shootings, sometimes firing only 15 rounds from a 30-round magazine. He shot all but two of his victims multiple times. Most of the shootings took place in the two first-grade classrooms near the entrance of the school. The students among the victims totaled eight boys, 12 girls, all either six or seven years old. I mean, this is How hard to... can you even... Like, to do something, like, what goes through your head that would make you want to kill these children? I don't don't this, understand that. This is a real heavy topic. Um, um, it's... And if we didn't say it before, the reason we're covering it is because in four days will be the nine-year yeah. nine anniversary of this incident. It's part of history, unfortunately, so we're covering it. But let's get back to it. Bullets were also found in at least three cars parked outside the school, leading police to believe that he fired at a teacher who was standing near a window. When police interviewed survivors, a teacher recalled hearing Lanza curse several times, as well as saying such things like, look at me, and come over here, and look at them. The police response, well, the first call to the 911 was around 9.35 a.m. Newton 911 police dispatch first broadcast that there was a shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary at 9.36, about 30 seconds after they received the first call. Connecticut State Police were dispatched at 9.37 a.m. Newton Police arrived at the school street at 9.39 a.m., approximately three and a half minutes after the 911 call. And Connecticut State Police arrived at the school street at 9.46 a.m. Newton police first entered the school at 9.45 a.m., approximately 10 minutes after the first 911 call, and approximately 14 minutes after the shooting started. This was approximately five minutes after the last shot was heard. No shots were fired by the police. There was no need to. He shot himself. The Newton police and Connecticut State Police mobilized local police dog and police tactical units a bomb squad, and a state uh, police helicopter. Police locked down the school and began evacuating the survivors one by one, escorting the groups of students and adults away from the school. They swept the school for other shooters at least four times. But there was no other shooters. No, it was only this guy. Yes. What a waste of time and energy. Like They had to make sure, though. I, I'm, know, I'm pretty sure it's standard. Once they found his body, like, what was there a... Unless people were giving different descriptions or something of the man who was running around shooting, then you would see maybe, you know? I'm pretty sure it's it's standard protocol, I guess. I mean, that's that's well, yeah. what I would that's what well, I would say. Yeah. Okay, so at approximately 10 a.m., Danbury Hospital sent extra medical personnel in expectation of having to treat numerous victims. Three wounded patients were evacuated to the hospital, where two children were later declared dead. The other was an unidentified adult. The New York City medical examiner dispatched a portable morgue to assist with authorities. The victims' bodies were removed from the school and formally identified during the night after the shooting. A state trooper was assigned to each victim's family to protect their privacy and provide them with information. On December 4, 2013, seven 911 calls relating to the shooting were made public. Investigators did not find a suicide note or any messages referring to the planning of the attack. Janet Robinson, superintendent of Newton Schools, said she had not found any connection between Lanza's mother and the school, in contrast to initial media reports that stated Lanza's mother had worked there. Police also investigated whether Lanza was the person who had been in an altercation with four staff members at Sandy Hook School the day before the massacre. It was presumed that he killed two of the four staff members involved in the altercation, which were the principal and the psychologist, and wounded the third, which was the lead teacher, in the attack. Fourth staff member was not at the school that day. The state police stated that they did not know of any reports about any altercations at the school. Police sources initially reported that Lanza's brother, Ryan Lanza, then age 24, was the perpetrator, was the shooter. This was probably because Adam was carrying Ryan's identification, Ryan told the Jersey Journal. 
Ryan, who lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, and was at his job in New York City at the time of the shooting, voluntarily submitted to questioning by New Jersey State Police, Connecticut State Police, and the Federal Bureau of Investigations, the FBI. Police said that uh, he was not considered a suspect and he was not taken into custody. Ryan said that he had not been in touch with Adam since 2010. When asked why, Ryan said that his brother was, quote, sick and, quote, doesn't talk to anyone and that Ryan, quote, didn't know him anymore. Connecticut State Police indicated their concern about misinformation being posted on social media sites and threatened prosecution for anyone involved with such activities. Ryan was also mistakenly reported to have mourned his mother and brother on social media and to have been interviewed by the New York Post. A spokesman for the Lanza family later said that an imposter gave that report. A large quantity of unused ammunition was recovered inside the school along with three semi-automatic firearms found with Lanza, which were the ones we talked about. So, like, if... was he not completely finished before he ended up shooting himself? I don't know, because it says that outside the school... I have all this ammunition and stuff, like... Well, did he have something bigger planned and it went wrong or something? Or so he just went in and decided he'd do this? Like, I have no idea. But outside the school, it's said that an Ishmash Sega 12 shotgun was found in the car Lanza had been driving. Any uh, thoughts on that gun? So it's a shotgun. Yeah, but he had, like, but why all the shotguns? Like, handguns would that have been, I don't. Is that Sega 12? Is that like a 12-gauge shotgun? I don't know shit about guns. What did you say it was? It's an Ishmash Sega 12 shotgun. Does that mean one bullet at a time you have to keep reloading it? Because that's... that. Well, when when I think about like, a shotgun, that's what I think about. You think you pop you it, the... reload. Pop it, reload. Well, there is some that are... But there's some that you can put more than one bullet in, too. Oh. But they only shoot the one at a time, like, unless it's double barrel. No, it doesn't say it was. No. So on March 28th, 2013, court documents released from the investigation showed that the school shooting had occurred in the space of less than five minutes with 156 shots fired. Uh, this comprised 154 shots from the rifle and two shots from the 10 millimeter pistol. Which I, I'm thinking they, they're talking about the Glock. Yeah. Lanza fired one shot from the Glock in the hallway and killed himself with another shot from the from the pistol to the head. So he must have fired the Glock once at someone and then, and the, then the next shot was, was him. Human. The rest was the rifle. I guess that was his weapon of choice. But I wonder why he had that much ammunition and guns and stuff. Like if he... Like, did he plan this out? Like, I think it's, it's clear that it's, whatever did was... He, or did he just snap and decide to walk in school and do this? Well, I think it's clear that whatever was going on, he planned to do more than he actually he did. did. That's it's, evident. Well, yeah. Look at all the, the, the ammunition yeah. he brought and like, all the different guns. He, there was a gun on him he didn't even use. And he had things stashed and stuff. Like, So, like, was he... I don't understand why he left the gun in his car. Yeah. Was he planning on leaving? And doing more damage uh, somewhere else, like... We'll never know, I no. guess. Shortly after the shooting, police announced that Lanza used the rifle to kill the victims at the school. At a press conference on December 15th, Dr. H. Wayne Carver II, the chief medical examiner of Connecticut, was asked about the wounds and replied, quote, All the ones that I know of at this point were caused by the long weapon. When asked if the children suffered before dying, Carver replied by stating, quote, if so, not for very long. Carver, whose office autopsied the victims and who personally performed seven, said the injuries were, quote, devastating and that parents identified their children from photographs to spare them the sight. All the child victims were first graders and all were killed with the Bushmaster rifle. Carver said that the bullets used were, quote, designed in such a fashion the energy is deposited in the tissue so that the bullet stays in. <sighs> Investigators inv uh, evaluated Lanza's body looking for evidence of drugs or medication through toxicology tests. Unusually 
for an investigation of this type, DNA testing of Lanza was utilized. The results of the toxicology report were published on in October of 2013 and stated that no alcohol or drugs were found in his system. So he had a mental break, I guess, breakdown, like, had to be, it, like, what else could it have been to Lan go and do something like that? You'd have to be completely brain dead. Lanza's autopsy showed no tumors or gross deformities in, in his brain. Well, something was grossly not working well. How about this one? Lanza removed the hard drive from his computer and damaged it prior to the shooting, creating a challenge for investiga investigators to recover data. Oh. At, the, at the time of the publication of the final report, it had not been possible to recover the data from it. Because they, he, maybe he had the plans on what he was going to do, like... Maybe that's where it was. We don't he know what he was planning, how long he was planning exactly. it, or anything and like that. And it could that. have been on that drive that he destroyed on them. Yep. Police believe that Lanza extensively researched... He had to have... To, know, to, to destroy the hard drive and stuff, like... Mm -hmm. He had to have... Like, he was only 20. They believe that he researched earlier mass shootings, including the 2011 Norway attacks... The 2006 West Nickel Mines school shooting at a one-room school in Nickel Mines, Pennsylvania. Police found that Lanza had downloaded videos relating to the Columbine High School massacre, other shootings, and two videos of, sui of suicide by gunshot. Wow. Yeah, so that's exactly... He had it all planned, what he was doing, but nobody knows for sure what the big plan was because he destroyed... He destroyed the, the, the hard, hard drive. drive. Like... So that just kind of put a fuck into everything. Details of the investigation were reported by law enforcement officials at a meeting of the International Association of Police Chiefs and Colonels held during the week of March 11th, 2013. An article published in the New York Daily News on March 17th, 2013 provided purported details of this report by an anonymous law enforcement veteran who had attended the meeting. The source stated that the investigation had found that Lanza had created a 7 by 4 foot sized spreadsheet listing around 500 mass murderers and the weapons they used, which was considered to have taken years of work and to have been used by Lanza as a score sheet. And that's a quote. Hmm. Have you ever heard about that before? No. A quote like, score sheet? Like... I never heard anything about score sheet like... On March 18th, 2013, Lieutenant Paul Vance of the Connecticut State Police responded that the information from this meeting was, quote, law enforcement sensitive information and considered the release to be a leak. The March 28 documents also provided details on items found at Lanza's home, including three samurai swords... A newspaper article on the Northern Illinois University shooting, uh, and a National Rifle Association certificate. <laughs> the NRA denied that Adam Lanza or Nancy Lanza were members, and reporters noted that the NRA site provides training certificate completion templates for courses offered by NRA certified instructors. A gun safe was found in a bedroom and investigators found that more than 1,400 rounds of ammunition and other firearms were in the home. Wow. So she liked to collect guns. Or he did, or he had his mother doing it. or But he was old enough to do it himself, wasn't he? Yeah, but... As far as I can but read it, in these reports, she, she bought had, all the guns. Yeah, she had the guns in the home. And obviously they weren't locked up in the gun case, where they should have been, and the ammunition locked up somewhere Even else. if they were, it's very clear that he he most likely had access. We always, your guns went in your gun case, and your ammunition doesn't even stay in the gun case. You put it somewhere else, like... Hear this. At home, Lanza had access to three more firearms... Let me know if you know anything about these ones. A forty-five Henry rifle. Forty-five. No. Any kickback on that? I don't know. A thirty Enfield rifle. Wow, he likes his rifles. And a twenty-two Marlin rifle. Yeah, twenty-two is not a bad gun. These were legally owned by Lanza's mother, who was oh, described God. as a gun enthusiast. Yeah, see. 
According to Time, authorities also found a photograph of Lanza holding a gun to his head at his home following his death. So the picture was there before. According to the New York Times, law enforcement officials cemented that Lanza would spend most of his time in his basement doing solitary activities. According to the same officials, it also appeared that Lanza may have taken target practice in the basement. That's nice. Yeah, in the basement of your home. Target practice. Bet the neighbors love that. Yeah, like... The final report of the state attorney summarizing the investigation into the shooting was published on November 25th, 2013. It concluded that Adam Lanza had acted alone and that the case was closed. The report noted that Lanza had a familiarity with and access to firearms and ammunition and an obsession with mass murderers, in particular the April 1999 shootings at Columbine High School in Colorado. The report did not identify a specific motive for the shooting, stating that the, quote, evidence clearly shows that the shooter planned his actions, including taking his own life, but there is no clear indication why he did so or why he targeted Sandy Hook Elementary School. Now, I don't want to speculate, but I have to ask, and, and I'll also guess, I guess, why do you think that this happened? Why do you think that he did this, that he chose this school, that he planned this? Why is that? Do, do you have anything or right now, or should I, I keep going? I just, I don't, under, I don't understand why he would have picked, did he go to that school as, a, as you know? Yes. As a child or yes. something? Like, yes, he did. Did something happen at that school that he might have, you know... But even if it but did, there's even no... Even if it did, why would you kill the innocent little children? And there's no guarantee that if something happened to him, for example, if it, if he blamed the teachers, that the same teachers would have been there. I think Remember, he's he 20 was, now. Yes. So maybe he was just mentally unstable and ill, and people didn't know it. And yeah, and he snapped. Obviously he snapped, because who would do anything with in the right... Nobody in the right mind would even think to do so. I, it floors me. So the report of the Office of the Child Advocate concluded, quote, There was not one thing that was necessarily the tipping point driving Lanza to commit the Sandy Hook shooting. Rather, there was a cascade of events, many self-imposed, that included loss of school, absence of work, disruption of the relationship with his one friend, virtually no personal contact with family, virtually total and increasing isolation, fear of losing his home, and change of relationship with Mrs. Lanza, his only caretaker and connection. Also worsening OCD, depression, and anxiety, profound and possibly worsening anorexia, and an increasing obsession with mass murder occurring in the total absence of any engagement with the outside world. Adam increasingly lived in an alternate universe in which ruminations about mass shootings were his central preoccupation. So that's all he did, just watch videos on all mass murders and and just take it all in. But why? It was an interest to him. It's fucking just, interesting? I guess uh, he found this interesting, different murders and different things, and that must have set him, like, on that spiral, because what else would twist your mind that bad to do something so stupid? I have no idea. Like, I have no 20 idea. 20 years old, and then he takes his own life. Like, he had so much life to live, and yet he ruins it by killing a bunch of people and then doing himself in, like... I have no idea. What a coward. The authors also noted that despite multiple de developmental and mental health problems, Lanza had not received adequate mental health treatment. They wrote, quote, It is fair to surmise that had Lanza's mental health illness been adequately treated in the last years of his life, one predisposing factor to the tragedy of Sandy Hook might have been mitigated. Yeah. The report also tentatively disagreed with the conclusions of the state attorney about why Lanza targeted Sandy Hook. They noted that, quote, 
According to the FBI, shooters are likely to target places and people that are familiar to them. The elementary school may have been targeted because he could overpower people, a dynamic that is very important for mass shooters as they do not want to be thwarted. So this guy, Adam Lanza, he lived with his mother, as we've said. And he killed her first. Yes. Before he went on. But check this out. Prior to the Sandy Hook stuff, he did not have a criminal record. No, that's the thing. Like... But he never, he only had one friend, and that was kind of rough. Done, yeah. So they were on and off, like some girlfriend boyfriend thing, but they, you know, they got. Well, we don't one, know. You know, one friend, like, <laughs> who has just one friend and stays to himself. He's locked up, and that's all he does is watches gory murder, you know? And then he snaps and kills. Like, and let's not forget that wow. he had access to guns through his mother. Well, yeah. But yet, did his mother not realize that he was sick in his head and took him and got a mental illness help, like, because he needed it? She owned at least a dozen firearms. You know, like... I could... Listen, listen, this is Canada. You know you have a mental child, and you're going, like, that's not... He's got mental issues, and you're leaving the guns all unlocked to that, or giving him a key so he can have them as he wants them, and not getting him treated for his mental illnesses... And look what happens. But also remember, okay... So a lot of this is her fault. I see your point, and I agree with you a little bit, but... The, I mean, the, I'm not saying the whole thing, you know, but... But the sh- upbringing and stuff, yes, and the guns, and... Yes, Like, she put it all in his, in his hand. And let's remember, we're from Canada. This podcast is being yeah. recorded in Canada. I understand I have family and friends in the U.S. Some of them have guns, but I don't... I don't like guns. I've never held a gun. I've never fired a gun. But I can say that I might be able to understand having one gun in the house. Maybe. Maybe. I do not understand 12 guns. What the fuck do you need 12 guns for? Well, because people like to collect. But also, if you're a hunter and stuff, you usually have a few guns to pick from. But that's because gross. Because you're shooting moose, yeah, you're I don't shooting wanna, deer. I'm, but I don't like, want to chop up and skin my own meat. That's what I go to the grocery store for. That's because you're in Toronto. <laughs> if you were in, you know, another place, uh, things are different. Like, I was raised, like, yeah, we used to do our own meat and stuff. We didn't kill it ourselves, not. We just took it to the butcher place. They looked after it. So you, and then we you, get, you know, so you guys killed it. And then brought it to the butcher and threw it up on the table and go, here you go, yeah. chop it up for me. Yeah, after it's been hung and stuff, if it's moose or deer and... You hang it. Yes, you have to hang it. Oh. So, like, in a tree or something up high enough where the animals can't get out. Let's move on. Like, oh. But no, you have different guns <laughs> for different things. Like, some people for different hunting But 12 stuff. guns. Like, if you're going bear hunting, you want a big gun, man. It says here, at least a dozen firearms. But maybe, like I said, she was a collector. And and, 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 and from what everything I've read, it's mostly rifles. Yeah. What but the I think fuck was do his... you need 12 guns for, which are mostly rifles? One rifle. One rifle. Need one rifle. We don't. You don't. There you go. Living down there you home, go. I he, had one handgun. There you go. Steven said it. You all. You don't even need a fucking rifle. Like, <laughs> unless you're hunting, what the hell do you need the rifle for? Maybe a twenty-two or something. Yeah. If you're going target practicing that, like I used to do it all the time. But I mean, I didn't. You know, I wasn't. I wouldn't turn a gun on a person. I just. I couldn't even imagine. I wouldn't even do it as a joke. Like that's no. You don't screw with that shit. So it says here that she often took her two sons to a local shooting range where they learned to shoot. Two sons. Well, yeah. The the remember oh, yes. the brother There's, got yes. uh, was accused yeah, because he's not crazy. he had he had his brother's ID. Yeah. On the day of the shooting, so Lanza's father said that he does not believe that Nancy feared Adam. She did not confide any fear of Adam to her sister or her best friend. She slept yeah, with like, the door, the bedroom door unlocked and kept guns in the house. So obviously by that statement means that, yeah, guns were in the house, but yeah. also that they weren't locked up. No, so he just, theoretically, while she was sleeping, could have taken a gun and shot her. Yeah, because they were just laying around. Like, I don't know who does that, but... So it says here that land guns were always in a gun case. I don't even know what a fuck. Up. I don't even know what a fucking gun case looks like. And it's bolted in the closet in the wall. Like I'm a city boy. I'm not a yeah. country redneck. Well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm a little of both. 
So it says here that Lanza Lanza attended Sandy Hook Elementary School for four and a half years. Okay. He began at Newton Middle School in 2004 after he left Sandy Hook, but according to his mother, was racked by anxiety, and she told her friends that her son started getting upset at middle school because of frequent classroom changes during the day. The movement and noise was too stimulating and made him anxious. At one point, his anxiety was so intense she had to take him to the emergency room at Danbury Hospital. In April 2005, she moved him to a new school, St. Rose of Lima, where he lasted only eight weeks. At age 14, he went to Newton High School, where he was named to the honor roll in 2007. Students and teachers who knew him in high school described Lanza as intelligent but nervous and fidgety. He avoided attracting attention and was uncomfortable socializing. He is also not known to have any close friends in school. Schoolwork often triggered his underlying sense of hopelessness, and by 2008, when he turned 16, he was only going to school occasionally. The intense anxiety Lanza experienced at the time suggests that his autism was exacerbated by the hormonal shifts of adolescence. Well, that's the first mention of autism because it said Asperger's before. There's conflicting reports. Because there's a big difference between autism and And Asperger's. Asperger's. Yeah. He was taken out of high school and homeschooled by his mother and father. He earned a GED soon after. In 2008 and 2009, he also attended some classes at Western Connecticut State University. Lanza presented with developmental challenges before the age of three. Uh, Is that not the first mention of his father? No, it was back a couple pages ago but i don't think that yeah there's not much on the father i don't think the father lived in the home but we'll get to that lanza presented with developmental challenges before the age of three these included uh, communication and sensory difficulties socialization delays and repetitive behaviors he was seen by the uh, new hampshire birth to three intervention program and referred to special education preschool services once at elementary school he was diagnosed with a sensory integration disorder Sensory processing disorder does not have official status by the medical community as a formal diagnosis, but is a common characteristic of autism. His anxiety affected his ability to attend school, and in 8th grade he was placed on, quote, homebound status, which is reserved for children who are too disabled, even with supports and accommodations, to attend school. When he was 13, Lanza was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome by a psychiatrist, Paul Fox. When he was 14, his parents took him to Yale University's Child Study Center, where he was also diagnosed with obsessive-compulsive disorder. He frequently washed his hands and changed his socks 20 times a day to the point where his mother did three loads of laundry a day. He also sometimes went through a box of tissues in a day because he could not touch a doorknob with his bare hand. The OCD maybe? like Can't touch a doorknob with his bare hand, but he can shoot 20 kids. Lanza was treated by Robert King, who recommended extensive support be put in in place and prescribed the antidepressant Celexia. He took the medication for three days. His mother, Nancy, reported, quote, On the third morning, he complained of dizziness. By the afternoon, he was disoriented. His speech was disjointed. He couldn't even figure out how to open his cereal box. He was sweating profusely. It was actually dripping off his hands. He said he couldn't think. He was practically vegetative. He never took the medication again. So there was another report from the Office of the Children Advocate that found that Yale's recommendations for extensive special education supports, ongoing expert consultation, and rigorous therapeutic supports embedded into Lanz's daily life went largely unheeded, which basically means they ignored all of Yale's recommendations. Brushed it under the rug. In a 2013 interview, Peter Lanza said... He suspected his son might have also suffered from an undiagnosed schizophrenia in addition to his other conditions. Lanza said that family members might have missed signs of his onset of uh, schizophrenia and psychotic behavior during his son's adolescence because they mistakenly attributed his odd behavior and 
and his increasing isolation to Asperger's syndrome. And the pills, like, why did they put him on a lower dose of something? Because obviously it was too much, like... If it was doing that to him. Three days. And three days for it to do that three to him. Three like, days, kick it off. Well, I can understand why. If he was feeling like that. and So then you change the... That's what I'm saying. Dose or you they, change the prescription. Why didn't he go back and like have that? his mother make sure that that was changed? A lower <clears throat> dose or something. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here yes. and, and Monday morning quarterback this shit. But it just makes sense, you know. If, if I have a headache and I take a Tylenol one Tylenol, and it doesn't work, then the answer is to what? Change the dose or change the medication? Well, yeah. once you take the Tylenol, there's not you can't really go many other places. So I would the thing I would do for my personal self is I would take another Tylenol. Two Tylenols usually knock it out of the park and you're fine. You know, I understand it's different with... Yes, this um, is now you're talking medication for your brain, like yeah, it's Selexa. Like, like I understand that shit is different. Was, if it's and it probably comes in different strengths and stuff. Of course so it does. If they gave him too high of a dose, yes, I could see this. And even if it doesn't, that's and not being and disoriented and can't even open his own cereal box. Like that's not good. But even if it doesn't come in different in you different, know, uh, um, find a different medication then. That's Something that's a, you know that's why they have pill splitters. You, you split know, it in half, then you know you you try you stop trying. What happened is they stopped trying. Yeah, like he took it for three days, then that was they it. stopped trying and they basically threw their hands up and went yeah. fuck it. Yeah, three days and I'm feeling like this. I can understand why he stopped it, but I would have went and got extra help. I would have said like, dude, cut this in half. Do you depending on whether it was capsule or pill? So it says here that because of the concerns. That published accounts of Lanz's autism could result in a backlash against others with that condition. Autism advocates campaign to clarify that autism is a brain-related developmental disorder rather than a mental illness. The violence Lanza demonstrated in the shooting is generally not seen in the autistic population, and none of the psychiatrists he saw detected troubling signs of violence in his disposition. So I can understand that. Yeah, like, the, the, the autistic community comes out and has no way, hold on, hold on. Autistic people are generally not violent. But then you get him, and that's, that's over-the-top violence. It says here that Lanza appears to have had no contact with mental health providers after 2006. This shit happened in 2012, so the last six years of his life. He wasn't on anything. <clears throat> he wasn't on anything and he wasn't in any treatment. No, so, so he spiraled. The report from the Office of the Children Advocate stated, quote, In the course of Lanza's entire life, minimal mental health evaluation and treatment in relation to his apparent need was obtained. Of the couple of providers that saw him, only one, the Yale Child Study Center, seemed to appreciate the gravity of his presentation, his need for extensive mental health and special education supports, and the critical need for medication to ease his obsessive compulsive symptoms. Investigators found that Lanza was fascinated with mass shootings such as Columbine, as we said before, Virginia Tech shooting, and the Northern Illinois shooting. Yeah, he was great into that. Check this out. Among the clippings, so he had newspaper clippings found in his room. There was a story from the New York Times about a man who shot at school children in 1891. I never heard about that. Yeah, and I'm it's like, creepy. Well, Imagine walking into someone's room and there's all these newspaper clippings about all these mass shootings. Don't you think that's creepy? You know? Well, yeah, if he's had a room full of newspaper clippings, that's premeditated, isn't it? Because he planned this out. Well, I have no doubt that it was premeditated. No doubt at all. It says here that his computer contained two videos of gunshot suicides, movies that showed school shootings... And not only the one picture, like I said before, but two pictures of Lanza pointing guns at his own head. He would take pictures of himself doing that. It also claimed that he had edited the uh, Wikipedia articles about mass murderers. He was completely enthralled. To the point of doing it, like... 
This only came to light after Lanza died because he never permitted others to access his bedroom, including his mother. Lanza had also taped over his windows with black plastic garbage bags to block out sunlight. Wow, he sounds like he was dark and very deeply dark. He had cut off all contact with both his father and brother in the two years before the shooting and at one point communicated with his mother, who lived in the same house, only by email. Yeah, see, like, ding, 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 mental health problem, like, let's go to a doctor. Could you imagine if one of your kids had, you know, you're sitting at your desk or at the table, whatever, and you get a fucking email from your kid, hey, bring me my food? Like... <laughs> Yeah, get your ass down these stairs, because you ain't gonna eat if you don't. Get down over the stairs if you want to eat. Also, a document titled Selfish, about the inherent selfishness of women, was found on Lanza's computer after his death. Um, they also noted at his time of death that Lanza was anorexic. He was six feet tall, but he only weighed 112 pounds. To the point of mal- malnutrition and resultant brain damage. Could you have gotten any more brain dead than what he was to do something like he did? Uh, like, I don't understand. Who, you, your brain really has to not be working. To not be able to think over, you know, reality and, and fantasy. And He was also living in almost total isolation in his room, spending most of his time on the internet playing World of Warcraft and other video games. The reports stated that he, quote, descended into a world where his only communication with the outside world was with members of a cyber community, quote, a small community of individuals that shared his dark and obsessive interest in mass murder. In the weeks before the killings, Lanza's mother was considering moving him to another town. She planned to purchase a recreational vehicle for him to stay in so that potential purchasers could see the house without disturbing him. The report of the child advocates stated that in the wake of Mrs. Lanza's stated plan to move out of Sandy Hook in 2012 uh, and perhaps stimulated by fears of leaving the quote comfort zone of his home, Adam planned and executed the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School on December 14, 2012. This is completely fucked up. This is... So, President, uh, at the time, President Barack Obama gave a televised address on the day of the shootings. He said, quote, We're going to have to come together and take meaningful action to prevent more tragedies like this, regardless of the politics. He expressed enormous sympathies for families that are affected. He also ordered flags to be flown at half-staff at the White House and other U.S. federal government facilities worldwide in respect of the victims. On December 16th, Obama traveled to Newton, where he met with the victims' families and spoke at an interfaith vigil. The day after the shootings, Lanza's father released a statement. He says, Our hearts go out to the families and friends who lost loved ones and to all those who were injured. Our family is grieving along with all of those who have been affected by this enormous tragedy. No words can truly express how heartbroken we are. We are in a state of disbelief and trying to find whatever answers we can. We too are asking why. We have cooperated fully with law enforcement and will continue to do so. Like so many of you, we are saddened but struggling to make sense of what has transpired. Did that come from his father? Yes. But his father wasn't with him in the home. No, I think that they were the parents were divorced or separated or something. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So the school was closed indefinitely following the shooting, partly because it was a crime scene, but they made the decision to... Keep it closed. Keep it closed, and they demolished the uh, school. And then there are plans to rebuild it on the same property, but obviously it'll look different. The only uh, remnant from the original school would be its flagpole. Oh, and the Lanza home was also demolished. So there's that. You can't take them... I mean, that's where the children died. So you bulldoze the building and you build a new one on top of it? Yeah, but it also... It's, 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 if them ghosts the, want to stay, they'll stay. The layout is different. Well, a ghost don't care. Yeah, but 
the memory of being in the school and, and I've never been in a school shooting, but the memory of living through that tragedy. Well, yeah, you don't want to school exactly. Through that school and if the layout, day, if like, the layout is different, it's not yeah. going to be the same. So I can understand that. Oh yeah, I understand their their way of thinking. Like get rid of it and rebuild, and it's a different school. How about this? I would love to get your take on this. A renewed debate. Uh, about the effects of violent video games on young people soon began after the shooting due to reports suggesting Lanza frequently played violent video games. Wayne LaPierre, who is the CEO and executive vice president of the National Rifle Association at the time, publicly blamed video games for the shooting, specifically targeting the free online game Kindergarten Killers created by a man named Gary Short. I've never, I'm a video game player, and I've never fucking heard of Kindergarten Killers. No, like... What the fuck? But there is a lot of violent games that the kids play. But killing killing kids? But it isn't with kids, but it's still killing people and stuff, and then, you know, and it's not a good, especially when they're young, you get this stuff in their head, like... Okay, so we've gone through the whole case, and there's there's two points that I want to touch on. Obviously, with all this that happened and all the guns that are involved, there's an outcry against gun control. What are your feelings on gun control, even though we're Canadian and it... it I'm glad that there's gun control here, that there's not, you know, you can't just walk around the streets with a gun on you. Because, I mean, look at the states. But I'm saying, for the states, what... You, they need to lock down Canada's laws. You mean the U.S.? Yes. You need to take a little polishing. What about the, the Second Canadian Amendment? Side. What about the like, Second Amendment? That states they have the right to bear arms. Like, well, guess what? They should take it out because look at what's happening. And not that isn't just this school thing. Like, I mean, just on an everyday basis, like there's always somebody shooting somebody because they can. Personally. I think that... Oh, it doesn't matter if I'm afraid of you, because I have a gun that can just blow your head off. Personally, I think that... Uh, Gabang, I take you out. I wouldn't take away the Second Amendment, but I would severely scale it back. Something needs to There's be There's no reason for someone to have 12 guns in their home. Not 10 guns, not even 8 guns. Well, no. Like, what the hell are you hunting that you need that many guns? Really? I don't understand. I mean, you, yes, you want a bigger rifle than that if you're going after, like, deer and moose and stuff like that, like I said. What, a regular handgun like, can't kill a fucking moose? No. If you can't, you don't hit them right. Well, yeah, you don't take them down. You're going for a ride if he gets you. Well, I still don't think that you need that many guns for hunting. Well, no. But if you're a collector, a lot of people collect guns. Not to hurt anybody or harm anyone. But they just like to collect them. They like the look of them. What about bullets? You know, see your some laws. Your bullets have to be away from where the guns are, unless you have a proper storage place for the guns and the ammunition. Okay, and uh, just to wrap up today's show, how do you feel about everything that we discussed? Just a general uh, opinion. I mean, our opinions don't matter for shit. We're nobodies, but I still like to hear your opinion. I think they need to change some laws, especially in the States. And they need to start cracking down here in Canada, too, because, I mean, there is a lot of shootings here. Even though, they, you know, it's not legal to have a gun and stuff, unless you've got it registered and stuff, but you can't carry it around. But, I mean, it's happening here, too. Not as often. But also, okay. don't you think it's really fucked up that the majority, and, and I think I'm correct in saying this, the majority of school shootings always end with the shooter killing himself? He never has to pay yeah, for his crime. Yeah, that that's that kind of sucks because he should pay for, you know, like, not that it's going to bring them back, not that it's going to, you know, it's not going to change the fact of what happened, but at least he pays for what he did. This way, that's a coward's way out. Shoot yourself there. Well, I'm going to tell you my opinion, and it's, it's, you it's, know, it, and that's what he sounds like, he's a coward. You're absolutely right. Let me tell you about these mother, this motherfucker who walks into a school and kills 20 kids and six teachers. This motherfucking coward 
You can say that he had a mental health episode. You can say that he was fucked up from the beginning. Or he was downright criminal. But either way you slice it, this motherfucker walks in to the school, kills 20 kids, 6 teachers, and kills himself so he doesn't have to fucking spend one day, one hour in jail. And kills his mother too. Was she the only family? His father, the father was divorced. Oh, remember we covered that. Yes, that's right. She was divorced from him. Anyway, but I mean, like, how fucked up is that? Did they, the parents, not realize there was something wrong with this fucking kid? I don't know, because he was obviously mentally not stable. Because who does that? I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of shooters. The the last person the shooter always hurts is himself. In the majority of cases. And I'm sure we'll cover more school shootings in the future. But uh, this is complete horse shit. He should have been in jail. Yeah, like, he should have paid for what he did. Anyway. Well, that will uh, wrap up this week's episode. Next week, join us here on This Time in History. We're going to be uh, doing a profile on the life and death of a famous pop singer. So join us for that. Uh, Until then, Stephen... What do you got to say for yourself? Not a whole fucking lot. It's been fun. (laughs) Uh, Until next week, we will see what happens. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us.